You're listening to a podcast from Grace Church in Salado, Texas. For more information and resources just like this, visit us online at gracesalado.com. Hello and welcome to the Grace Church Slato Podcast. My name is David Laws, and I'm joined by Jason Goings, the pastor of preaching and vision here at Grace. The whole reason we do this podcast each week is to use this little 10-minute discussion to help you love God's Word more and obey God's Word more, believe God's Word more. And this week's life verse comes from 2 Corinthians 3.17, and it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So Jason, I'm excited to get into this verse this week. I'm excited to have you back. Uh, What do you see when you look at this verse? Well, it's short. Uh, So for those uh, people in our church, uh, probably like myself, that needs a good punchy verse uh, that just is something to stick to and and to quote quite easily and freely. Um, I like it. It's a wonderful verse. It's a short verse, uh, but it's very easy to to twist and misuse the beautiful truth in this verse. And we shouldn't do that, A, because it's wrong, but um, B, uh, because when we misuse this verse, um, we tend to promote ourselves, um, what we're getting out of the freedom, what what we're experiencing, um, what we're able to do, what what we're doing. Um, And also, when we misuse this verse, it, it robs us of the opportunity to behold more and more glory of God. Um, for example, uh, I've heard people say, you know, I, I'm free because of the Holy Spirit. I'm free to experience whatever I feel that I can experience. Um, I have no limitations now. The law is gone, so I can just do what I want. And I've seen this in corporate worship. We're free to be silly. We're free to be goofy. No restrictions on any kind of worship at all. Um and, uh, of course, you know, the, the way we, most of us might want to just apply this quickly is I'm free to live how I want to live now. Um, no, that's not what this passage is about. Uh, it's important that we understand that, uh, this is about turning from sort of one religious or maybe earthly Lord to the spirit of God and embracing the new freedoms that come when we surrender to him. So. I feel like that's a really healthy note for us to process before we even dive into the context and what it does mean, just helping us know this is not what it means. But maybe can you can you set it in the context of the passage? What's going on here? What is what is Paul doing in this? Yeah, area? yeah. So that's very important, David. With all the life verses that we look, where where is this coming from? So in this part of this letter to Corinth, Paul's explaining the limitations of the written law. Now, it was limited by divine providence. Um, the written law given to Moses was considered a part of God's glory. It was a list of laws given by the Lord God for us to obey. It was used to condemn. It was used to reveal our inability and our need for a scapegoat and our need for a savior. We need somebody to take these sins away from us, and we need somebody to make us new because we can't keep these laws. So now um, it, it was good, but it was limited, um, and it limited us from beholding more and more glory of God because all we knew was law, 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 law. Moses, in fact, when he revealed it, um, and when he read from the law, had to wear a veil over his face when reading it. And Paul even reminds us in this chapter, he reminds the readers that even up to that day when they would read 
the law, even the readers would put a veil over their face. He said that in verses 14 and 15 leading up to this. Um, but now, um, in Christ, it's different. Uh, so verse 16, leading up to verse 17 says, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. And then we have reverse. Now the Lord is a spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we have this beautiful freedom in Christ, not just this unrestricted, crazy, do whatever you want freedom. But as we look at this passage, what is it talking about? What kind of freedom does come within Christ? Yeah, so to really understand any kind of freedom, we need to know what we're free from and what we're free to, right? Um, and so what we're free from is we're free from the condemnation that, of the law. When we're following the Spirit, we turn the Spirit. We are now following the Spirit. Now, the Spirit's not working against the law, but now we're free in the Spirit. Um we're also, so we're free from the condemnation of the law, and we're also free from, and this is where it gets a little complicated, we're free from any limitation of seeing and beholding more and more the glory of God, because we're not restricted by the law now. The Spirit's going to lead us through the law, into the law, even past the law, into Christ, to more and more glory of God. That's well, good news. Absolutely. And I feel like any one of those could be their own podcast, any one of those individual freedoms. You know, I, I think about what it means that we're free from the condemnation of the law, because we know that Satan is called the accuser. He's the one pointing his finger at us and saying, this is all the things, these are all the things that you have done to make you guilty. And so we have, not only are we free from the condemnation, but we're free from the shame that comes from condemnation. And I mean, it's just this enormous idea that we can just hide behind Jesus and say, yes, that list is all true. Those things are true things that I've done, and I can I can rest in Christ knowing that there's no condemnation for those that are in Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's what the Spirit of the Lord leads us into, is that away from that shame. It's beautiful. I like that you said that. Um, it leads us, uh, this freedom leads us to something. Uh, we are free now to grow closer and closer to God. It's kind of, I hinted at that well ago, but specifically we are free now, unlike before, to be transformed into the same image of Christ one step at a time. Uh, where do I get that? Well, the very next verse, verse 18, I love this. If you, verse 16 to verse 17 to verse 18, Verse 18 says this, and we all think about this with unveiled face before we had veiled face and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord who is the spirit that was not possible before Christ Christ removed the veil. And the Spirit leads us along in our life to further and further freedom and glory of God. So, Well, and I'm so tempted to want to camp out on <laughs> verse 18, uh, but for the sake of really sticking with this week's life verse, you know, now that we kind of have a little bit of idea of the context and what's happening here, how do we take what this verse says and then apply it this week? I mean, how can we obey this word, submit ourselves to its truth? Well, for me, one, one of the ways I, I'm... I do it is I, I recognize that 
this verse is telling me that our spiritual growth is dependent on the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, boy, that's freeing uh, because there's times I don't feel all that obedient. I don't feel all that free. Um, but the freedom that we have comes from him and it's a freedom that we cannot obtain on our own. So the freedom to grow and mature and be changed to see more and more of God is at the guidance and the counsel and, and the direction of the Holy spirit. Well, so I, that's what this, what's one thing this verse is helping me do. Well, and what I hear with that is that there's a part of applying it is just resting in the freedom that mm-hmm. this whole sanctification process is not sitting on our shoulders and this, the second implication of what you're saying is that we do need to seek out Christ for that. I mean, right. We need to be asking the Spirit to work in us, move in us, sanctify us, grow us more into the image of Christ. Yeah, what you're, what you're doing is going back to that word dependent. We are dependent on the Holy Spirit, so we need to rely on Him. We need to go to Him, and, and I think that's so important. Um, and yeah, you're right. So. Well, are there any other applications that come to your mind when you look at this passage? Yeah, so because we're dependent on the Holy Spirit for our growing and transformation, um, it makes sense that God gets the glory uh, for all of this. Um, and and so the, in this very small verse, I think we also should see there's something special about lordship, the lordship of God here. You know, in the Old Testament, we look at the word Lord and we see it, it's capital L-O-R-D, all caps. And that's usually the the word for Yahweh, the Lord our God, referring to sort of God our Father. Then we know Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and here we see the Lord is a spirit. Um, so in this wonderful verse, it, it draws attention to the work of the Trinity. It, it helps us understand we need to recognize the work and the role of the Holy Spirit in our life, not push it out, not say it's like this third part that this crazy uncle that nobody wants to talk about. No, the Holy Spirit is a very big part. When we turn to the Lord, the Holy Spirit leads us into greater and greater freedom. Well, this is such a powerful message. And like like we've mentioned a couple times in this podcast, this is one we could really talk about for a long time. But for those of us listening, I hope that this week you were able to cling to the truth that you are free from condemnation, you are free from shame in Christ. I pray that you can rest in the freedom that we have to approach God and seek God out. Uh, I pray that you can ask God to sanctify you, work in you, grow you this week, uh, and that we would take this verse and cling to its truth. So thank you for listening this week. Uh, We look forward to having you next week uh, for next week's podcast. 